Let's talk uh, here about what we are experiencing. We are experiencing um, an encroachment of darkness uh, coming against God's people. And we have often, as God's people, wanted nice little things said to us. We've, we've wanted to always be pampered and comforted and have little therapy sessions. But uh, I think that that's, not, that's going to happen in a sense, but in another sense it's not, in that we will encounter these things. And I think we should be very happy that God has counted us worthy to go through these things. He has counted us worthy. He knows that he has placed in us so much of himself, in his son, that we are able to stand in the evil day. And Paul tells us that having done everything to stand, all to stand, he says, stand. And so that's what we're going to do. And I just want to say, you're not going to fail God. You're not going to fail God. This is the fourth message that I've shared. And I want to, I will, I want to and will reiterate some of those verses because they are worthy of reiteration. They have been spoken for thousands of years uh, multiple thousands of days and months. It's, it's so amazing, and they still ring true. Paul says here, uh, when he was speaking to um, the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 10 and verse 1, I'm using the English Standard Version. He says, I, Paul, myself entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. I, who am humble, when face to face with you, but bold toward you when I am away. Of course, the Corinthians were saying that. When he's here, he, he's, he's just so timid. But when he got, writes, he writes like he's some big bad guy, you know. They were talking about him. So he's sort of reiterating those things. And so he talks about meekness and gentleness of Christ and humility and his reluctance to use force against the body of Christ. I think that is so wonderful. Paul is showing us the real spiritual warfare is, is administered uh, through meekness and gentleness, and that is, and also humility. So it's not like we are put out a shingle. I want to say that because more and more as the internet becomes uh, more prevalent or more pervasive everywhere, then we find uh, more opportunities for error. And the body of Christ, you, the body of Christ, must be uh, adept, must be skilled at avoiding error and avoiding being influenced by the world or those on the Internet. I, I, I've noticed that from time to time uh, when I'm, I'm watching the news or or television for some reason. I normally don't watch movies. I don't watch them. I can't remember the last time I watched a movie. No, I'm not. I don't think I'm boring. But I can't remember the last time I watched one because I'm so busy doing various other things. But I was watching the news recently, and uh, one of the news persons uh, was using my words. And I'm sure that that person didn't, didn't uh, attend the fellowship or didn't zoom in. But I, I do believe that God is talking to me and he's talking to all of us through those words. And this person called some of the troublemakers in the, the world churchgoers. 
Normally, they try to disparage us by saying Christians, but this person, obviously, I think, was a Christian in some form or the other and called them churchgoers. I, I don't want all of us to be uh, named churchgoers, but there must be a differentiation between those of us who are of faith and those of us who just go to church. <clears throat> and so Paul tells us how to comport ourselves. Always comport yourself in the public sphere and private Conduct yourself, as Paul says, in meekness, gentleness, and humility, and always be reluctant to use force. So this is, the, as I said, the fourth message in this, in this series. In John chapter 8, verse 58, Jesus said to them, in John 8, 58, he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. I, I've said jokingly from time to time that I, that I have taken my favorite scriptures and try to bend them to make them fit the text because I love the particular scriptures. And you were probably saying, well, how in the world is that uh, a part of spiritual warfare or a message about this present darkness? Jesus saying, most assuredly or verily, verily, or amen, amen. You can interpret that either of those ways. He says, I say to you before Abraham was, I am. And this is what Jesus is saying he is saying that he is our predecessor, and he is also our contemporary in victory. Jesus is the leader of our victory. He is the giver of our victory. He is the sustainer of our victory because he was before us, and he's also with us. In Hebrews 13, 5, he says, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so he is the ever-present God. Whatever you're going through, know that you have a companion, Jesus Christ. Make sure you know that. It doesn't matter how dark the days get, how frightening things are, how complex or confusing they are. Jesus is with you. I heard that prayed today, tonight. And Jesus is with you. And he has given you uh, a resilience uh, or a faith and a reality that is even greater than resilience. But resilience is, is, is an amazing word. I love that word. It's similar to um, uh, another word that I, I had used uh, uh, before. But let me get to you, uh, resilience. It gives, it gives you the sense of the power or the ability to return to whatever original form you started with. So it, sometimes we feel like we're stretched out of shape by life's trials and problems, but because of Jesus Christ, it, we go back to what we were. We are never stretched out of shape like a balloon that has been blown up too much. We, are, we never do. We never do. We talk about, about uh, uh, sometimes our, our lives, uh, the difficulties that we have gone through, and we wonder if we are compressed beyond our ability to bear. But resilience, this faith and this reality called resilience has caused us, after being bent out of shape, compressed beyond our ability, stretched uh, in so many ways, we go right back to being normal Christians, that is, victorious believers. It doesn't matter what comes against us. So God has given us the ability, the ability of a person, to, uh, that is, of our person, to adjust and recover from whatever comes against us. So this is what he wants you to know. In spiritual warfare, you always adjust or you come back to, uh, in your particular form, form, and you will never be stretched beyond 
your ability or capacity. Amen. The other word that I, that I always appreciated was tenacity. And that tenacity, we think of tenacity as, as being that ability to, to just do whatever. You, you don't give up. You persevere. You walk through anything, and you're still going, going, going. But faith God gives us, not just t- tenacity, but a faith that is greater than tenacity, a faith that won't let you quit. It won't let you be defeated. That's what God is doing to us. And so he does it by taking us through things, not by avoiding them. So many Christians, our, our, our belief in God and our faith is, help me to avoid this present issue. I mean, come on, I've prayed the same thing. But until I learn that God is not so much interested in us avoiding things or having a victory without a fight. But God wants you to know that you are more formidable than the enemy. He wants you to know that because greater is he who is within you than he who is in the world. Uh, I, I will, I, my, my, my six or seven minutes are up now, but I'm going to take two of yours. And uh, so I will, I will conclude with this. Uh, built on the eternal. You are built on what is eternal. And what we know about uh, eternality is that you can't outlast it and you can't beat it. So you are built there. You are built uh, on uh, on the foundation of Christ himself. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 says, now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Having been built, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, that their foundational teachings, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So I want to encourage you to know on whom you are built. Know this one, Jesus Christ, on whom you are built. And this is what he continues to say in verse 21. Paul continues to say, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. You are being built together. And I, and I've, I have mentioned the, the, the following scripture that I will close with in, in this particular uh, little deal here. Uh, this is my little talk here. In 1 Kings 6, uh, chapter verse 7. Uh, I've talked about this a lot, uh, the, how I've, I was so impressed with the account of the building of Solomon's temple. Solomon's temple was an amazing feat how it was built. Let me read the scripture. And the temple, when it was being built, was built with stone finished at the quarry so that no hammer or chisel or any iron tool was heard in the temple while it was being built. Jesus says concerning his church um, that I say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And and when I couple these two scriptures together, I I think sometimes that, that we look at evidence against the word of God and give it more credibility sometimes than we do the word of God. We look at things that are coming against us and we go, how am I going to survive? How am I going to to manage this? Sometimes we say things like, oh, I don't believe that. No, you don't 
give it more credibility than you do the Word of God when you're walking in faith. Nobody does when they're walking in faith. But those moments when, you, when things start to barrage you so much that you start kind of, I thought you loved me, God, you know, those days. But here what he says is that there was no noise. It wasn't a noisy building. The temple was built, as it were, quietly. And God is not making a lot of noise while he is still, uh, while he is constructing you, while he is making you, making you better, guiding you through all kinds of difficulties and complex situations, and and in things when when you feel like, God, why me? And you're still going through those things. God, God is not making a lot of noise building you, but I promise you there's a day coming that's so close and perhaps now is when the temple will have been constructed and everybody will see the, the awe of, of the church of Jesus Christ weathering every kind of storm. That's what we were built for. We were built to last. And I wanted to say that to you and be strong in the things of God. Don't fear, all right? Don't fear. Amen. Brother James. Amen. So is there anybody who has come here today and, and uh, you don't know Jesus, but you came with the intent, with the purpose of giving your heart to the Lord? Is there anybody like that? Would you raise your hand if you're here? Anybody? Anybody like that? You came? Well, I pray that you are strengthened in the Lord and in the power of his might. In the name of the Lord, Brother James.